1: welcome to the Dennis Prager show another friday it's hard to know what day of week it is what i do what i have been doing for months now is checking the calendar to know what day of the week it is certainly to know what what date it is Now an actual calendar as opposed to what i'm sorry uh, an actual Oh, you mean on the phone. Uh, No, the phone doesn't say the day of the week. It says the date. At least my phone doesn't. It expects me to know the day of the week. My phone thinks more highly of me than sometimes I do. Welcome to the show, you all. And we are... uh, The crisis in our country is much greater than the COVID-19 uh, this is a. This is truly a clarifying moment in American history, and unfortunately, this is not clarity that brings good news with it. Um, it is. Do uh, you know there's an article in the Washington Post today that uh, there should no longer be? Well, I'll give you the headline. Shut down all police movies and TV shows now. The left has abandoned the old attitude of, well, look, you know, there is police brutality, but of course we salute the the men in blue or whatever color your city's police are in, and... uh, That's been dropped because they've always loathed the police. The police uh, enforce laws, and there's something inherently wrong in their field. So now it's all come out. Now it's all coming out. Uh, I I remind you that nine unarmed blacks were killed uh, last year in 2019 by police. Nineteen unarmed whites were killed, nine, and unarmed doesn't mean not a threat, obviously. So talking about something that is in fact exceedingly rare, but lying is is a non-issue on the left. They lied about the uh, Lancet lied about the hydroxychloroquine, the most distinguished uh, uh, medical journal or science journal, I should say, in the UK. They've withdrawn their phony study that it's dangerous. But the problem is that half the country doesn't hear what I am saying. Not because half the country doesn't listen to this show. Half the country doesn't listen to any show with which it differs. Conservatives hear the left, but the left doesn't hear the right. So they don't get a chance to even be exposed uh, to truths like the ones that I just told you. The left loathes the police. This is the article in the Washington Post. Like many other industries, entertainment companies have issued statements of support for the protests against racism and police brutality now filling American streets. You know, it's as if police brutality is the norm. They, they're destroying society, the left, because, as I told you so often, anything they touch, they destroy now they're now it's police and America generally. These people are soulless. They fill their life with a cause. They hate America because America stands for for successful capitalism, successful religion, successful patriotism all the things that they loathe. There's something Hollywood can do to put its money where its social media posts are, immediately halt production on cop shows and movies, and rethink the stories it tells about policing in America. This is in the Washington Post, owned by Amazon. Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. Does he uh, subscribe to this theory that the cops are just bad? Be very interesting. I think that uh, I don't. I don't know if it could happen, but uh, it would be nice to see hundreds of thousands of Americans, while condemning any excess, obviously, nevertheless marching in support of the police generally because the uh, wanton murder of innocent blacks is an exceedingly rare thing for police forces at this time. It just is. For a century Hollywood has been collaborating with police departments telling stories that whitewash police shootings And valorizing an action hero style of policing over the harder, less dramatic work of building relationships with the communities cops are meant to serve and protect. There's a reason for that beyond a reactionary streak hiding below the industry's surface liberalism. Did you know that there's a reactionary streak in Hollywood? Purely from a dramatic perspective, crime makes a story seem consequential. Investigating crime generates action, and solving crime provides for a morally and emotionally satisfying conclusion. The result is an addiction to stories that portray police departments as more effective than they actually are. How does she know? Anyway, in Minneapolis, I will get to that. They're actually seriously debating uh, disbanding or defunding, to be precise, the police department. The only uh, good good side of all of this is, uh, but I don't know if it will happen. Is that the naive liberal will awaken to the threat that the left poses to everything that the liberal is supposed to cherish, free speech? a functioning America, small business, a police force that fights bad guys. Though they're letting people out of jail anyway. There are always gaps between reality and fiction, but given what policing in America has too often become, what does too often mean? I assume too often means once, right? Too often doesn't mean anything. Is it usual? Is it rare? Too often is a meaningless phrase. Right? One is too often, correct? Hollywood's version of it looks less like fantasy and more like complicity. There's no question it would be costly for networks and studios to walk away from the police genre entirely, canceling Dick Wolf's Chicago franchise of shows would wipe out an entire night of NBC's primetime programming. Dropping Law & Order Special Victims Unit and the planned spin-off would cut even further into the lineup. But the gap between what some companies and executives have promised this week and what they have done in the past cannot be ignored. As reality television critic Andy Denart points out, at Viacom CBS Cable Network's Chief Chris McCarthy pledged, quote, to leverage all of our platforms to show our allyship. What does that mean? One of those platforms also airs COPS, a decades-old reality show with a troubled history of participating in police censorship and peddling fear of black and brown criminals. Wow, that's an amazing sentence. How do you peddle fear of criminals? Isn't it sort of an unnecessary peddling? Can you fear white criminals? By the way, I would like to see what percentage of the criminals in the TV and movie industry uh, are black in wherever they have a criminal uh, plot. If McCarthy means what she says, cancelling cops would be a start. But simply cancelling cop shows and movies would be easier than uprooting the assumptions at the heart of the problem. Say writers made a commitment not to exaggerate the performance of police. Audiences would have to be retrained to watch, for example, a version of Special Victims Unit unit, where the characters cleared only 33.4% of rape cases or to accept that in almost 40% of murders and manslaughters, no suspect is arrested. We'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. commencement address for college and high school graduates is given by dennis prager i offer this covid class of 2020 some important insights into life see it at prageru.com where we teach what isn't taught okay y'all
2: 1-8
1: prager 776 dan in st paul minnesota hi
3: yeah, hi, Dennis. I love you, and I love your program. And uh, yesterday uh, you were wondering what Trump could do, and I have a thought. The only way George Floyd gets true justice is if Officer Chauvin gets the death penalty. And I know that... Wait, ho- ho- hold Floyd, on one minute. Are
1: you, then? hold on, hold on. Are you talking into the phone? Sir. It's muffled.
3: Yeah, but, I'm sorry, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, but it's not the clearest. Go ahead.
3: Okay. Yeah, the only way George Floyd gets true justice is if Officer Chauvin gets the death penalty. And I know George Floyd's brother has called for the death penalty. And I think what Trump should do is come out and say, I stand with George Floyd's brother, and I'm calling for Chauvin to be put to death. And I think he should say, I think Minnesota should change their law and have Chauvin put to death. The Democrats can't argue that because they're not in favor of it. But I think the vast majority of Republicans and Democrats would be in favor of having Chauvin put to death with capital punishment.
1: Well, I am for capital punishment, but I am not for capital punishment in his case. It has to be premeditated murder. And and uh, I do not believe that that is what took place here. The uh, w- What uh, may actually happen is, because the Attorney General, Keith Ellison, has upped the the charges uh, to, in our second-degree murder, in order to be able to charge the other officers, he will have a much harder time convicting uh, the officer on the higher charges. It seems to me uh, that, and I, I have read as much as most people, I'm sure that there are those who know more about it, but I've read substantially on this, and my suspicion is that this is a, a police tactic, as it were, used with some people uh, that the police will uh, take into custody uh, before they get the person into the car, uh, into a police car or police van, uh, who have uh, perhaps resisted arrest. And that it wasn't the knee there because it's hard for me to believe that if a knee causes you to die of asphyxiation That this doesn't happen routinely and why the police would even allow it to happen. The odds are it doesn't happen routinely and that there were other factors in addition to this which led to uh, the death of Mr. Floyd. So I, uh, it, it, the left is not interested in the truth. They're interested uh, in defaming the police and bringing down the society. The woman who wrote the article in the Washington Post that I just read uh, uh, cited Michael Brown in Ferguson. She, it can't, see this is just a lie. Michael Brown attacked the officer. This was not a an unarmed guy with his hands up who was just shot in cold blood. And there were blacks on the grand jury that didn't indict the officer. His life was ruined, though he did nothing wrong. But we are so far, because the left is in charge, we are so far from the ability to ask what happened, what is true, what is true is what the left wants to report as true. So the president can't come out for capital punishment for uh, a crime that wasn't committed in the sense that I believe it has to be first-degree murder. And But I understand the caller's attempt. It's like I always used to say to friends of mine, uh, when after... The Israeli Prime Minister, Yitzhak Rabin, was assassinated. I, I passionately wanted the murderer, who, who was an Israeli Jew, I wanted him put to death. Because the, the assassination of a democratically elected leader is not just an assassination or killing of a human being. It's the killing of, of, of a democracy. And uh, so it turns out that he has had kids while in prison. Uh, the everything on the left is, is cockeyed. It, it's it's chaos. We're against capital punishment, so if you murder a, you know, a duly elected prime minister, we'll we'll take good care of you, and you can get married and have children while you're serving time. I don't uh, I don't subscribe to those notions. Uh, right. Uh, let's. Uh, Let's go to Don in Libertyville, Illinois.
0: Hello, sir. Um, I want to ask you a question, but I just want to really understand your position. Um, you and I both know that overwhelmingly people of color in urban communities, uh, based on their experience and their their living their lives, they feel the police are disproportionately abusive towards their community. You reject that premise, right? You think they're just wrong about that. Is that correct?
1: No, I I, I frankly don't know. Uh, I I everything the left says I don't believe so that's so the blacks have uh, who claim this have a disadvantage because the left has taken up their cause and they always lie always and so okay, I don't do know what is who... so don let me let me finish I promise to give you time I don't know how much abuse of blacks because they're black and for no other reason takes place by police I I I admit it I don't know because I have black uh, people that I admire, writers and columnists and broadcasters who claim that it's wildly exaggerated. So who am I to believe?
0: Okay, so you, so, I mean, but it's not the left that's reporting this. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about are people who live in those communities are almost unanimously telling America that there is a problem with the way police treat them and i'm just asking do you believe them and think they're all just making it up or that they've
1: been no seen, i don't like, i don't, I don't it's a very complex issue for example driving while black so uh if, there are two possibilities if you are black and you are stopped by the police one is it would have been done had you not been black and the other is he stopped me because and solely because i am black there was ap- i was doing absolutely nothing wrong the man is such a bigot, that and he has so much time on his hands, he just wanted to harass a black driver. I, I, It is very possible, but I think that part of it is in the eye of the beholder. So frankly, Don, I'm agnostic. I have not taken a position on that. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. To the uh, the last caller, been... I have no way of assessing, nor does he, unless he's black and, and lives in the inner city, or just maybe black, uh, and not live in the inner city. Uh, the, the general condemnation of police is abusing blacks. I get mixed uh, signals on that. Black conservatives say it's wildly exaggerated, though it happens. And others say other, otherwise. I have had callers to my show, black callers, who have... uh, This has happened often. A black caller will tell me, I just don't know what I'm talking about because I'm white. and I don't know what a black person experiences every day. And every day they experience something racist. And while of course I can't know what the reality is, I find it hard to believe that in the United States of America, every single day, essentially every black experiences a racist incident, is the victim of some racism. So what I do is I ask them, well, okay, if it happens every day, what happened today? So they'll say, well, the day isn't over. Okay, what happened yesterday? And I don't mean to trap them. It's not my uh, my style, as you probably know. And I, I never quite get an answer. See, if you are predisposed to believing people hate you, which is what the left has drilled into many uh, black Americans' minds, and uh, finding a receptive uh, mind there, then you will translate perhaps rudeness or or some other incident into an expression of racism. But here's an interesting question I'd like to pose. On the, uh, the net result of police activity, does it hurt blacks or help blacks more? The left-wing view is that it hurts blacks more, which is why in Minneapolis they're discussing defunding the police. And if you defund something, you no longer have it. This is an invitation to more black death. But they don't care. I truly believe they don't care. Uh, On another matter... I want to give you an example of how the New York Times lies with the ease with which you breathe, and it's not the New York times alone it's It's the entire left because truth is not a left wing value. So there's now a, a there was almost a walkout at the New York Times because they published a piece by Senator Tom Cotton in which he said, "We may have to send in troops." To quell the violence. Right? And so uh, they have been so, the editors of the Times were so attacked by their own people that they now announce they regret that they printed the article. God forbid the Times should print an article that is not on the left. It, all, it virtually never happens. So here's the headline, and then I want to read to you the first sentence. New York Times, this is the New York Times headline. New York Times says Senator's op-ed did not meet standards. The subtitle, or the subhead. After a staff uproar, the Times says the editing process was rushed. Senator Tom Cotton's send-in-the-troops essay is now under review. I don't even know what, what does that mean, it's under review. It's an opinion piece. Now listen to the first listen to the first paragraph which is a sentence Executives at the New York Times scrambled on Thursday that's yesterday to address the concerns of employees and readers who were angered by the newspaper's publication of an opinion essay by a United States senator calling for the federal g- government to send the military to suppress protests against police violence in American cities. That's a lie. It's pure 100% lie. The article never, ever hinted at calling for the federal government to suppress protests. It was entirely to suppress protests violence. There's a big difference. It's a lie. They don't even know when they lie. That's the amazing thing. All right, everybody. Wanna remind you with regard to iriduzone, which is a natural product that's composed entirely of what you already produce. And that is something called OEA. I admit I didn't know about it before this. And it is a, an FDA-accepted product. What it does is it tells your brain you're full. And it burns fat. That, my friends, is a pretty powerful combination. Use the promo code Dennis. You get up to 65% off at Riduzone Riduzone.com. Promo code Dennis. Okay, y'all. New York Times has a revolt on its hands because it actually published a piece by a conservative it's so rare it's it uh, or let's put it this way a conservative piece they have nominally t- two or three people who are not leftists writing for them but they're very rarely conservative pieces It, it, it the the ratio is is about 10,000 to 1 at the at the New York Times articles left to uh, to write So they finally had one from the right by Senator Tom Cotton where he said, uh, he simply wrote that we have to, we may have to send in the troops uh, in order to quell the rioting. And the New York Times had a revolt on its hands. Employees were going to stage a walkout and black employees said they felt unsafe. That's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. Black employees of the New York Times felt unsafe because there was an op-ed by a US senator with regard to sending in troops if nothing else worked to stop the the destruction of cities. It had it he in fact in the entire piece by Cotton the word protester was used once. The word rioter was used 5 times. It was not against the protesters. And this was uh, uh, an amazing thing that they have now, now they have bowed to their own protesters. (laughs) And they have apologized for publishing the piece. God forbid there should be one. I want to read to you, by the way, it's, it's fascinating. So... Here, this week, this is from Tom Cotton's piece in the New York Times. This week, rioters have plunged many American cities into anarchy, recalling the widespread violence of the 1960s. In New York State, rioters ran over officers with cars on at least three occasions. Then, some elites have excused this orgy of violence in the spirit of radical chic. Those excuses are built on a revolting moral equivalence of rioters and looters to peaceful law-abiding protesters. In other words, the only time he uses the word protester is to distinguish them from the rioters. These rioters, if not subdued, not only will destroy the livelihoods of law-abiding citizens, but will also take more innocent lives. Some cases, the rioters still outnumber the police and guard combined. That's it, and then the New York Times lies in describing the piece in today's New York today's New York Times, an opinion essay by a U.S. Senator calling for the federal government to send the military to suppress protests against violence, not to suppress violence, to suppress protests. Yeah, that's a that that's a red-handed. Is that the term? Call them red-handed. This is uh this is an an amazing thing. Uh, Stephen in Sacramento, California. Hello.
0: Hi, Dennis. Uh, let me take your speaker. Good. Hi, Dennis. First of all, I I've talked to you a couple of times and I want to tell you I love you and you're the reason I became a Republican. I, so I wanted to say that. You know, Thank you've you. been talking about, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, you've been talking about, uh, the, especially yesterday, they were talking about uh, black people getting pulled over by officers and having a uh, bad experience. I'm 63 and when I was younger, I got pulled over quite often when I was first learning how to drive and stuff. And I've never had a bad experience with a police officer. And I think I know the reason why. When they'd walk into my car, I'd look at them, and I'd either say hello or I'd say hello, officer. And it was so strange. It it was almost as if a ghost was leaving their body, and I think that was a stress, and everything went fine after that. And I remember one time I got a ticket. One time uh, I did get followed in the store. It was a series or something, and when I realized the guy was following me, I walked over and stood next to him, and he turned away and started walking away from me. I started following him. Until he ducked into like an employees only store, so that was kind of funny. That's the only time I've ever been followed. I've never had any issue. So the, the man who called
1: it. me earlier—I don't know if the man was black or white—and it doesn't matter. But the man who called me earlier and said, "So all of these uh, black citizens who say the police harass them and abuse them—are they all making it up?" What would? What is your answer as a black man?
0: No, I don't think they're making
1: it up. I think. When, when I was raised, my parents taught
0: me to respect police officers And when I was very young, and I never knew anything else. And I never knew that you should ever disrespect them. So when I first started getting pulled over when I was a new driver, and I got pulled over, and I, I drove like an idiot a lot, so I got pulled over a lot. The, when the officer walked into the car, I would say, hello, I would say, hello, officer. And I think that's what black people do wrong. They, they might have an attitude when officer pulls up, and they think they're, they don't like police officers. I thought of them as humans doing their job, and when they walk up, all I'd say is hello or hello, officer, and again, it's like a a ghost was leaving their body, you could see the stress just leave their body, and everything went fine after that, even if I got a ticket. I remember I I got a ticket, and I said, have a nice day, officer, and he said, wow, I've never seen anybody react like that before. I said, officer, you're doing your job. I was speeding.
1: Wow. Well, thank you. It's an important call. Brianna in Los Angeles hello hello yep hi
2: oh hi um sorry it's so exciting it was a great week sorry um Wonderful. my name is Brianna um my father's a big fan um so thank you for taking this call um I'm I'm I'm, I'm hoping because you are such an intellectual mind to have a conversation about a couple concerns that I'm having I am a millennial like I'm 28 growing up in this era and it's confusing and um, one of the things that is confusing is um, I I was under the perception that the protests were about um, a murder and the officers not getting charged and then the protests happened All
1: right, um, stay on with me stay on with me Brianna This show is now available on live video streaming on Town Hall TV, as well as our website. If you want to watch the show, not just listen, go to townhall.com and click on the Town Hall TV button. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager. We go back to Brianna in Los Angeles, a self-described Hi. millennial. Hi.
2: Um, so, sorry, um, go, go ahead. Sorry. Um. Can you hear me well?
1: I hear you perfectly.
2: Perfect. Um, So, like I was saying, I'm just um, confused because, you know, I'm growing up and I don't know what to know is true or is right and wrong because from what I'm seeing and seeing on the news and in person, and it's confusing because I thought the protests of Black Lives Matter meant if Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. And as an Orthodox Jew, that means it's, it's it's good for us that all lives matter and that cops won't, who aren't who weren't charged at the time, um, you know, won't get away with murder. Because then, you know, you know, the Holocaust isn't a, it's a stone throw away from it in history. It's not that far away, and there's anxiety about you know people in power being able to get away with committing a crime. So I just was under the impression that supporting the protests was about you know the cops just being charged. So I'm hearing like all these other I, like, it, it seems like it's taking so many different routes on, on so many different political ends and for their own means. When I, I thought it was honestly about if you as an officer are trained to serve and protect, you know, you know, don't use lethal force. Don't take lives. The whole point is they're supposed to get to the jury. You know, the U.S. is built on the justice system. So we have the right for a trial regardless of. You know what has been done, and then just serve time. So it's just, it's confusing. I'm just so confused with all these things that are popping up from it because I don't know what this is really stemming from. Because I
1: yes, all right, let, let me hold it there. I wish we could talk for a long time. The the death of George Floyd is not the reason; it is the excuse to to burn down cities. As you point out the officer has been charged so why don't why is it doesn't it stop so they'll say because we're really protesting police brutality which is pervasive but it's not pervasive and and the the, the statements of people otherwise as sincere as they may be nine unarmed blacks were killed in 2019 by police In the millions of interactions of police with with citizens. 19 unarmed whites were killed. I mean why why doesn't that end the issue of police are looking to kill blacks which is essentially what is being said. We are now playing with fire in the most direct sense. The weakening of the police means more death and mayhem in society but for the left that's it's okay because chaos is its end